Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And we're back for uh, what will uh, be a great couple of weeks ahead here on The Advertising Show. Our special guest this week and next is Alex Ben Block, entertainment journalist, uh, industry journalist and author, has written weekly columns about personalities and trends in news, broadcast, satellite, and cable television. Uh, television Week, he's got an NPR show in Southern California as well, uh, formerly the editor of The Hollywood Reporter uh, with the Miami News, the entertainment editor there, Detroit News, movie critic, so the guy's been around, you know? And he just happens to be at HollywoodToday.net where he is the senior columnist, and we've got Two weeks worth of uh, interviews uh, with him, so we'll hope you stay with us for that. Along with, uh, again, uh, a brand new feature here on the advertising show, it's Gene Bliss, the customer experience. Gene's coming up in um, just a few minutes here now. And uh, the customer Bermuda Triangle. Don't let your customers go there. She's going to help <laughs> you find a, find a way not, not to let that happen. Also, uh, Patrick Myers, the marketing insider, later on in this hour is talking about buzz. So we'll find buzz. out what buzz huh. is all about. And uh, and with that said, well, speaking of buzz, Ray, did I do the? Uh, did I say it was sponsored by Advertising Age magazine? I think you did. Okay, good. We've been doing this for what a month or two now. You kind of forget. Yeah, have to start coming to rehearsal more often. Both no, of it's us. A bad thing. Hey, uh, speaking of buzz, uh, All Terrain, wonderful company, new relationship. If you were at Advertising Week New York City, you saw a 360-degree mobile digital billboard, and perhaps you did, hopefully you did, and you also saw the advertising show being advertised on this 360-degree mobile digital billboard, which is a self-contained unit capable of delivering full-motion digital video advertising spots, trailers, video games, etc. And uh, the fine folks at All Terrain uh, and uh, Adam Salacuz, the CEO and founder, uh, did a great job of getting our our uh, website and our show in front of a bunch of people from Advertising Week uh, New York City. And if you are a new listener to the advertising show, then you saw the ad that we're talking about. And this uh, mm-hmm. this mobile digital vi- billboard, I know you've seen it, Ray, and, and I've seen it as well. It's really a cool uh, a, a cool unit. It's available in a variety of markets and uh, very reasonably priced, I think. And All Terrain is a great company, new relationship with them. And I just wanted to uh, extend a huge thank you for their efforts uh, in uh, Manhattan this past week. And uh, uh, great, great folks, wonderful company. Alt, as in alternative, Alt yeah. Terrain. We know what terrain is. That's kind of like the land. Uh, so altterrain.com will get you there. And uh, great company and uh, wonderful promotion on behalf of the advertising show. Thank you, Alt Terrain. There you go. Wow. That's pretty mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, that was nice. They should like that. You what, guys like plug? that okay? The plug. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That was a good plug. We're going to have to buy an extra hour to d- <laughs> Well, I can do that. It's you very can? easy. You just move the right locator over and move it over a little bit. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you probably took Southwest Airlines, maybe to the uh, to the. You're not the dressed festival. properly, Ray. Exactly. Well, yes, I am. As a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, and this is good. You know, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, the sales trainer, always says to uh, the best way to 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 get a fan is to take a bad experience and turn it around and make it into a good experience. Yeah. Well, that's what Southwest did. Southwest Airlines covering the flap. Uh, this is a a few weeks 
ago, actually about two or three weeks ago, of booting a scantily clad passenger into a marketing ploy. Yeah. Uh, Kyla Ebert uh, has two free round-trip tickets and is offering skimpy fares of 49 to 109 each way for 10 days, which mm. the promotion, I believe, is over right now. But, but because of that, Ebert was on the southwest plane, ready to take off from San Diego when the airline employees asked her to change her miniskirt top and sweater or get off. And uh, they're really not supposed to be doing that. But th- there was a compromise. She was allowed to stay on the flight. After tugging her skirt down, that would create another problem. Sure and would. inching her top up, that could also hmm. create problems. Correct. Getting a good visual. The newspaper columnist and bloggers derided the uh, the airline for its prudishness. And what they're suggesting is, well, here's this airline, the same carrier that back in the 70s put their attendants in hot pants and called itself the Love Airline. Hmm. So... Uh, Gary yeah, Kelly, isn't that weird? That yeah, really very ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Go figure. So Gary Kelly says Southwest does not have a dress code and doesn't want its employees put in the role of the fashion police. He says hope uh, hopes Ebert will remain a customer. Well, of course she will. Uh, it's a great airline. They do a lot of good things, and I think it was really great of them and very smart of them to take a kind of a, a slip up there, get it, and yeah. um, and turn it into something of uh, less than a negative for the airline. They've had a way of uh, being able to do that as well. And they are a casual airline. Uh, by the way, here's Gene Bliss on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Welcome to the Customer Experience, making customers your true priority for a profitable outcome. With your host, author, speaker, consultant, and customer crusader, Gene Bliss. If you asked customers, they'd say that the obstacle course for figuring out who to talk to and how and when to get service is overcomplicated, conflicting, and just plain out of whack. We often make customers navigate our organization charts in order to do business with us. Sales sells the product, but operations is not given the specifics of what the customer needs, so what is delivered is a little off. Who does the customer call? Sales? Operations? Customer service? In these handoffs, we create a customer Bermuda Triangle where customers feel lost and then simply decide to lose us. The solution is to simplify your roadmap for customers. Let them know who to reach and when and how they'll get an answer when they need it. Make it clear how customers can do business with you so that it's beneficial to them. This is Gene Bliss reminding you your customers are the most important and valuable asset of your business. This has been your weekly installment of The Customer Experience with Gene Bliss. Directing transformational customer insights from major U.S. market leaders, Gene is corporate America's change agent for a new inspirational understanding of today's consumer. To learn more about Gene's books and speaking engagements, or simply how to drive customer profitability for your company, log on to CustomerBliss.com. Brand new feature here on the advertising show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth about to uh, welcome Alex Ben Block to the show. Uh, as I said hey, before, before you do that, Ray, yes. before you do that, you were just mentioning uh, Southwest Air before Gene's uh, vignette there. Yes. The slogan used to be, you're free to move around the country or something like free that. Free to move about the country, right. About yeah. the country? Yeah. Why didn't they take that same idea that you were talking about and come back with, you're free to move about the country, not so fast, you with a thong? <laughs> or, or what was her name? Uh, uh, sh- whatever her name is. Hold on yeah. a minute. I'll find it. Yeah. Hang on. Her name is Kyla. Kyla, Kyla Ebert, 23. 
Not so Ooh. fast, Kyla. I love your thong. <laughs> Sing us a thong, Sing would you? Sing us a thong, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. You're the piano man. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I kind of got ripped off here by the people at Advertising Age, but that's okay because I wrote an article about uh, – I know a lot of people are doing this uh, about celebrity endorsements and what mm-hmm. you're getting into when you get one of those. And right. So here it is. Kathy Yingling. Kathy Yingling says, beware the lure of celebrity endorsers. It's not huh. worth it as spokespeople stars offer brands visibility and controversy. The Michael Vick, the dogfighting thing, which is going yeah. downhill for him. Right. Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Britney Spears. My God, anybody who touched Britney Spears wow. at this particular point in time has got to be right. – uh, uh, anyway, so that's that's so you can go ahead and read Kathy's article, or you can read mine. That's fine. Not a big well, deal. Well, Michael Vick's new slogan: "It's a dog eat dog world." <laughs> I wouldn't say and, anything uh, about that. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So your wife's going to hit you over the head because yes, she that. yes. works at the animal shelter. Yes, Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. He didn't mean it, honey. <laughs> Muzzle about, that man. What do you have there? Well, uh, I was just going to mention Ray that uh, Microsoft is obviously looking at uh, purchasing 5% of social networking giant Facebook. Hmm. Uh, According to the AP, the move would uh, place Microsoft uh, into a possible bidding war with who? Who would you guess? Uh, I don't know. Google. Yes. They're buying everything. They're buying your house tomorrow, Ray. Uh, Fine. I'll probably get a good price for it. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, they're bidding on it. It's eBay. I forgot. Oh, darn. Uh, With with both sides vying for a piece of the growing Facebook, analysts say that the possibility of three to five hundred million Microsoft might pay for the uh, share price would then value Facebook at ten billion or more. Wow. That's private. That's privately owned. That's as much as my house. Yeah. No, wait. No, it's not even. Alex Ben Block is next on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. It's a real thing in the back of your mind. What you're hoping to find. Back on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, as promised, Alex Ben Block, entertainment industry journalist and author. Alex, out of California, great to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thanks so much. Always good to be here. Yeah, and you know, before we jump into questions, Alex, I, I noticed on a, uh, something I read on you recently that you're now, along with senior columnist for Hollywood Today, you're also show business Historian, now, of course, if anyone needed to be the historian there at, at uh, Hollywood Today, it would be you because of your illustrious yeah. background. Sure. What, what new title? More money? What was that all about? Well, you know, I was trying to put into context what I'm trying to do, which is not just report on history of show business, but to uh, you know give it dimension and bring it to life and to uh, put it in the context of history. And so I'm working on a number of projects, including uh, I'm under contract to George Lucas' books. And we're doing an almanac of the great blockbuster movies made over the past hundred years. And we're doing in-depth research on each of these movies. So uh, what I also do for Hollywood Today at HollywoodToday.net, uh, as they did, for instance, in a column this, uh, this month on uh, Zaza Gabor and uh, what happened to her to talk, kind of put in perspective where she is and the weird, tragic story of her reclusive life with her fake prince and her, uh, mm-hmm. her daughter, who's had such a terrible time of it. So uh, for me, it's all about uh, living history every day. 
Yeah, and uh, Google uh, Alex Ben Block. You'll see not only many, many appearances here on the advertising show, and also visit Hollywood Hollywood Today, today excuse me, HollywoodToday.net, uh, and uh, you'll see not only news stories and columns, but some video as well that Alex has uh, done over the years and, and more recently as well. Let's jump into. Uh, why you're here, which is to talk about uh, Hollywood and, and, and television in particular for a little while here. Earlier this year, Ben Silverman uh, was named co-chairman of NBC Entertainment. Of course, uh, well, for those that may not know, you might want to throw some background on his uh, evolution to that position. But uh, also, Alex, if you would bring us up to date on how Silverman's doing. Well, you know, I think he's doing very well at the moment. Uh, ben Silverman is sort of the wonder kind of Hollywood right now. He's about 36 years old. Since May, he's been the co-chairman of NBC Universal over all of the networks and the NBC production studios, as well as some other stuff. And uh, he was the producer of Reveille Productions, whose shows include The Office, Ugly Betty, Biggest Loser, and some others. And uh, they're all kind of high-gloss television. Ben originally, although he's an American, was an agent for the William Morris Agency in London. And while there, he got the idea to import some of the different formats for television shows that were successful in Europe to America. And uh, uh, that led to his early success and then to other jobs. And now he's got this chance to try and turn around NBC. One of the things he's famous for is uh, product integration, which is bringing products into shows not as advertisements, but as uh, plugs in the middle of the show so that when you see on The Office that they're sitting around Chili's and uh, eating in the Chili's restaurant. That's because NBC Universal and Reveille and the company that owns Chili's had a business agreement, and the Chili's people paid a lot of money for the product integration into that show. So uh, Ben Silverman's got a big challenge to bring great television, but they're also looking for new revenue opportunities as well. Yeah, I understand also uh, you mentioned uh, some of his program associations there. He... uh has, has, I guess, uh, I wouldn't call it green-lighted for the, for the new season. I would say it's more of getting behind 30 Rock, a program that he has a personal interest in. And, and from purely a rating standpoint, 30 Rock would not suggest that it was due a, another season. But he's, he's really getting behind that program, correct? He is, and I think with good reason. You know, 30 Rock recently won the Emmy as Best Comedy, and it was kind of a surprise. Although I have to tell you, I predicted that in advance. Because 30 Rock is the kind of classy comedy, smart, New York-based show that the Academy is proud of and Ben Silverman is proud of and NBC is proud of. And so even though this show hasn't gotten fabulous ratings, they hope that the attention that the Emmy brings is going to bring more audience in, and maybe this will be the season that it does get better ratings. So it kind of inherits that mantle of you know shows in the past like Hill Street Blues or NYPD Blue that until they won a bunch of Emmys, nobody paid much attention to them, and then they went on to be big hits. And they're hoping the same kind of magic can happen for 30 Rock. And uh, creating a, a, must-see, a must-see TV Thursday night with a, c- a comedy lineup as well, I guess trying to, to uh, bring back uh, the old days of uh, NBC having a must-see TV Thursday night, huh? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, what NBC wants to do is what everybody wants to do because Thursday night is such an important night. And uh, that's, of course, when all the television uh, advertisements are sold primarily around movies. And so, uh, you know, uh, 30 Rock is now going to be kind of the, uh, the anchor to help build that night. Yeah, and uh, staying with NBC, but for, for a moment, uh, as I recall, Silverman was the, uh, the brain 
trust behind the restaurant, which we reported on three or four years ago here on the advertising show, which was a unique program in that it was brought to the networks uh, as, uh, having integration and product placement already uh, integrated, if you will, within the program and therefore was not looking so much for, I guess, uh, uh, production fees from the network, but looking for a place to put that on the air and re- realizing its uh, funding, as I recall, from the sponsors that are already built into the program, correct? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the restaurant was the first show, really, that Silverman did. And remember that Mark Burnett, who was already a veteran producer, the guy behind The Survivor, was also a producer of the restaurant. And hmm. in a way, Mark Burnett was kind of a mentor for Ben Silverman because he was one of the first guys to go out and bring advertisers into the network as part of a package with the show. And so, uh, well, the restaurant wasn't a big ratings hit. It was a very successful show in terms of product integration. American Express and others paid a lot of money to be part of that show. And so even if the show didn't sell as many ads as they want uh, or for as much money as they want, they did very well with the product integration fees. And Silverman's looking to do a lot of uh, uh, integration for NBC going forward. Is there, is there a point where you can go too far with that? I mean, are companies lining up and expecting big things from Silverman in that regard? Well, there is a point where you can go too far with that, and I think uh, hopefully the people at NBC know that. I've discussed it with some of the executives there. The head of research for NBC said to me, we're very aware of not killing the golden goose. We aren't going to put on uh, you know, such shows uh, full of product plugs that turns people off. No product uh, placement fee is worth turning people off and having them go away from the network. And uh, Mark Grayboff, who's the co-chairman of NBC Universal, with uh, Ben Silverman, said to me, uh, that what is great about Ben is that he can work with the producers and do this, and they know that with him around, they're not going to whore out the show. Uh, as Grayboff said to me, we're never going to be shop NBC. Hmm. Well, and uh, this is not an NBC Universal product placement, although we're spending a lot of time on on NBC. Uh, I understand NBC has high hopes, of course, for as they should, rising above uh, fourth place going into this fall season. How realistic is this, Alex? Well, you know, there's less than one full ratings point that divides the first four places of the networks, with Fox and CBS dominating at number one, depending on how you measure total audience to CBS and the key demo to Fox. Uh, ABC at uh, number two, uh, three, actually, because you have the first two, and then NBC is fourth, and then, of course, the CW and uh, and my network TV are somewhere back behind that. Uh, so, you know, they have Heroes, which is a great show and one of the phenoms of the season. They have uh, a few other things. There's no new comedy on the schedule, which is surprising for the first time in years. But I think NBC, uh, if ABC falters, NBC could... Uh, make up some ground. It's going to be very hard, though, to displace Fox as number one this year with the uh, American Idol and 24 juggernauts still going. Uh, they, Fox and CBS will remain the ones to beat. Our special guest here on the advertising show is Alex Benblock, senior columnist, HollywoodToday.net. This is uh, part one of a two-week uh, chance to spend some time with Alex, and we've got more of the advertising show in just a minute. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. 
To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I used to be alone in a crowd. But now you look around these days. There seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. This is Ray Shillings along with Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show and a guy who has now a parking spot. In the advertising show uh, parking lot there. It's covered as well. Alex Ben Block. Welcome back to the show, Alex. What amazing perks with this show. It's incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yes. And it if you, you behave yourself, your your daughter with her new uh, her new hybrid Mercedes. might be able to park yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll let her. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, having you – since having you on from, for many years now, we've been talking about networks using uh, different ways to promote their upcoming – uh, fall programs, and certainly uh, this year is no exception. New media, I guess, has been playing a, a huge role uh, when compared to, to just last season in launching shows for for this fall. Give us a sense, Alex, of how the Nets are, are using new media these days. Well, you know, it's interesting because only a few years ago the networks looked at the Internet and they said, we want to control our distribution. This is our opportunity to go directly to our customer. We don't have to go through the network affiliate or the cable operator or the satellite operator we can go on the Internet right to our customer. Well, guess what? It didn't work out too well. Hmm. Because what happens is that the new media platforms are developing and changing so quickly that these content holders found that uh, they just couldn't keep up with what was the next development. And the other thing was it became clear that it was not a good thing to have a monopoly on programming because nobody noticed it in the giant clutter of media out there. And so where you really want to be is everywhere. So take CBS, for instance, and all the networks are doing this. But CBS has been a real leader this year in making their content available on multiple digital and uh, Internet platforms and wireless platforms, and not just showing the episodes after they air on the network or even before they air, but also things like clips from the show or character pieces from the show or artwork from the show that people on social networking sites or in these online communities can take and use to build their own site. And so if they love a character on a certain show like Ugly Betty, then they're able to take a picture of the stars of Ugly Betty and put their favorite stars on their website to show their friends how they feel about it. And these tools act as a form of promotion. And so CBS, NBC, and ABC, and Fox have all been very aggressive this year. And, of course, there's a whole bunch of other deals to stream content so that uh, what used to be exclusive to your local TV station today is being shown over the Internet on multiple sites. And uh, the idea is to expose these shows. You know, somebody once said to me, in terms of piracy, that if you download a movie, that's a piracy act and they've lost money. But when you download a TV show, it's a promotion for that show because it's just one episode and it'll get you interested in the show and then you'll go watch it on the other form of television. And uh, and uh, are we going to see the days of selling downloads for, for networks? Are, are they pretty much over? No, it's still here. Uh, there's a lot of uh, shows that are free, but uh, NBC Universal, for instance, has been making moves recently away from iTunes, but toward uh, other sites, including the Amazon Unbox, where they're able to sell their shows as downloads. And maybe not, uh, you know, uh, the Apple folks claim that the reason that uh, NBC is no longer selling their shows is that they didn't want to sell them for $1.99 each. They wanted to sell them for $3.99 or $4.99 each. So we'll have to wait and see how NBC prices these shows. 
so some will be given away free as streaming video for promotion, but if you want every episode, uh, just like you get it at the video store, they hope to sell it to you in download form uh, now and in the future. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, we spent a lot of time last segment talking about uh, Silverman and, and NBC, uh, and of course, I understand, and I read something recently where he just hired uh, a U.S. director of branded entertainment uh, from MSN uh, to, to come aboard as their digital development uh, executive under Silverman and expecting, I guess, some great things in that regard for NBC. Well, uh, as I said, uh, NBC is being very aggressive in developing their new media platforms, not just domestically, but on a global basis. They've been buying networks overseas and uh, extending their Internet activities there as well. Uh, and they are uh, a GE division, and part of the growth that they're required to have, they believe, is going to come from these new media platforms not just to make up for the decline of the 30-second spot, is there's more time shifting and skipping through commercials, but also to make the pie bigger for everybody and to continue to grow the income they can get from the content that they're able to create. Just to finish up on new media for a second, any one network that's uh, out there more aggressively, more omnipresent, that's, that's uh, utilizing the, uh, the offline, uh, so to speak, the, the non-traditional way of promoting themselves more than another? Well, I've mentioned that CBS and NBC are being very aggressive, but Fox is very creative. Uh, they not only use online, but they use guerrilla marketing, where they'll have teams of people uh, do stuff or hand out stuff or do stunts in the big cities around the United States, and they'll all be coordinated with an online campaign as well. And plus there's a lot of online polling. So uh, Fox, uh, you know, this is the company that has MySpace as well, and they're doing a lot of integrating so that, they're using their ownership of MySpace and other Internet resources to help uh, promote these shows. And, of course, Fox and NBC have a new channel coming on uh, on the Internet that's going to be their showcase for a lot of this programming, and which has already been valued at over a billion dollars before it even uh, goes on for the first time. It's the Advertising Show here with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. We're going to take a break for just a moment and come back with more with Alex Benblock on the Advertising Show. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Juicy. Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Sure. You taste seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Probably nobody better connected to the entertainment industry than our guest out of Southern California today. It's Alex Ben Block, senior columnist at HollywoodToday.net. Alex, great to have you on the show. Welcome back. Always a pleasure. 
Yeah, and, uh, you know, I understand, Alex, that uh, another labor issue could be in the works between writers and producers and just would love to hear kind of your take on, well, first of all, let's start with uh, just uh, bring us up to date on the current situation and, and any predictions on what you think will be the outcome. Well, I have to say that the uh, state of labor in Hollywood is the worst it's been in two decades. And it was just two decades ago we had the last major strike by the Writers Guild, and it could happen again. Uh, what's happened here really is that the uh, networks, the studios, are owned by very large corporations. And these large corporations uh, want to keep costs down naturally. And at the same time, uh, they want to essentially uh, keep all the revenue from new media that they get and not share it with any of the participants who shared in the old system of revenue. And so the producers and the writers are currently in negotiations for a contract that expires October 31st, Halloween Day, and it's more likely to be tricked than treat uh, this Halloween. Uh, it's very unlikely that they're going to be able to really reach a, a settlement by then. So what will happen is the writers will probably continue to work without a contract for a while, or some of the studios are saying that they're no longer going to accept or put into development new scripts or projects after Halloween. So it's unclear how it's going to play out. But uh, next spring, the actors, both the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, the two big acting unions, their contract is up at the end of June. And the Directors Guild contract is up at the end of June as well. And so when all of those kind of come together at a critical juncture, the producers are going to have to do some kind of settlement or there's not going to be a business anymore. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on them to share in these new media revenues. Now, they say, okay, we'll share, but we want to do it with profits. And the hmm. writers say, is that a joke? By the time you define profits, there are no profits. We're not going to work for monkey points. The only way to do this is to define it by revenue. As it comes in, we get our little share, as we've done in the past with other media. So at the moment, uh, that and there's other issues as well. The producers want to roll back the residual formula for the payment of residuals to actors and writers and others, as has been done in the past. And uh, even product integration is on the table. The writers have testified in Washington. They're demanding in the contract talks that producers agree to uh, let writers have some say and whether or not a product integration is appropriate. And in addition, they're calling for full disclosure. They want, uh, at the beginning and end of the show, a disclosure, and even a crawl on the bottom of the screen. So when they pick up that Coke can on American Idol, there'll be a little crawl that says, this moment brought to you by the Coca-Cola company. Hmm. So I take it you, you would be surprised if they were able to work this out before ha Halloween. I would be surprised if they're able to work it out before the before end of the, the end year. Of, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. So they. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry, I missed that. Let, let's move to some uh, to some really, I guess, uh, buzz, if you will. No program more than CBS's Kids Nation, I think, has attracted more attention this fall. But yet, of course, not always in a good way. I suppose. T talk a little bit about that, Alex. Well, it, uh, it won its time period the first time out. Kids Nation is a show. If you don't know, we're uh, about forty children or so, roughly. Uh, were put in an old ghost town in the southwest for about almost 40 days. And they were allowed to kind of develop their own society while a bunch of cameramen ran around trying to uh, be invisible. And uh, their parents and guardians signed releases and knew what was going on. Uh, but after the fact, there was a lot of complaints that this was a violation of child labor laws, an exploitation of children, that they put children in a dangerous position by leaving them there even though, of course, they were allowed to go home if they really wanted to, and, and there was always, uh, you know, network people not that far away. 
But uh, with all of the outcry, it did stir up a lot of publicity, and so the show has gotten sampling. And uh, it's not a bad show. I watch part of it. It's kind of interesting. It's uh, not exactly Lord of the Rings, <laughs> which was a very tough, brutal piece. This is a little more gentle than that. But it's interesting to see how the kids get along. And the ratings so far are quite good, and CBS has to be pleased. Sounds like an unusual and kind of a cool uh, idea as well. Out of time for uh, this week with our conversation with Alex Ben Block, but the good news is we get him back for next week, too. Uh, and, of course, there's more of the advertising show to come your way here in just a few moments with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe. This song has no words, at least for the most part, because if you're drinking, you probably can't speak. Uh, yeah, Lowenbrow, isn't it? Or carry a tune. Uh, I don't know. Could yeah. be. Yeah, it is Lowenbrow if you've got the yeah. time. That's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Thanks to Alex. Alex will be back next week on the Advertising Show. I've got an article out of uh, Advertising Age about it. It says, Big Brewers Gut Ad Spending Sell More gut. Beer. Gut, yeah, not cut, but gut ads. It says, spend less on measured media and reap more sales. It appears to be the lesson from the big brewers, probably Lohenbrau, along uh, along among the the steadiest and most stalwart users of traditional mass media. They're now pouring their ad dollars. Oh, this Jeremy is just laying it on too much. (laughs) Too much. Pouring their ad dollars elsewhere, oh, here we go, at a froth-inducing rate. According to TNS Media Intelligence, yeah, he probably wrote this late in the day. TNS Media Intelligence top brewers cut measured media spending a whopping 24%. That's about 131 mil during the first six months of 07, following a 12% cut of 06. At the same time, the brewers insist they haven't cut spending at all and in many cases have increased it. They maintain the beer bucks are flowing into less traditional <laughs> sponsorship yep, and promotional huh. activities that uh, services such as TNS don't pick up on. Uh, moreover, as a result of the influx or reflux at me, uh, smaller <laughs> brands into the big brewers' portfolios. More of their ad budgets are being channeled into local media with uh, the brewers say TNS doesn't measure either. So they say yeah. it's a successful strategy, and it's just a little bit of a change of pace for them. Great great That's, writing and gave me gas. Yeah, yes. right. Hmm. What else did they say? That's about it. But uh, Yeah. So. Hey, by the way, real quickly, uh, fine folks at All Terrain uh, have done a great job for us at uh, Advertising Week uh, NYC. We mentioned at the top of the show and just uh, wanted to thank uh, All Terrain and the fine folks at, uh, at that organization, as well as a new uh, sponsor, Captivate Network. We're finalizing that relationship. You're going to be hearing both Ray and I talk more about Captivate Network. They have uh, Captivate Office Tower Network. Many of you are familiar with that, as well as Captivate Suburban Network. And, uh, again, much more uh, from Captivate. And thank you from All Terrain uh, for your help as well. Very good. We've got uh, yeah. Patrick Meyer here on the Advertising Show. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider, featuring Patrick Meyer. The secret to buzz in 2008 is about three things. The first is the nugget, the second is the echo, and the third is gearing it for new technology. The nugget is a compelling piece of news value, something that's so intriguing you have to share it with your friends. iPhone when it was coming, great example. The second piece is the echo. Once you've got the nugget, how do you put it out there and then allow it to have an echo? putting out a piece of video that you can bounce around to your friends. It's either funny, sexy, whatever. 
but you want to share it with your friends. That's planning for the echo. When you get an article writing about a restaurant or brand new beer or wine, take that, put it online, put it on your website, send it out digitally, put it in blogs. That's planning for the echo. Then the last piece is gearing it for current technology. Ten years ago, when we were experts on buzz, we were doing it with key influencers, getting one person to talk to another person, to a whole peer group, and all the way out. Well, now, with a buddy list, with instant message, with text, with email, with video that you can send out as eclipse to your friends, you can reach out and hit 50 people with the stroke of your return button. So as a brand, you have to make sure you're putting stuff out in a digital form that's easy enough for people to bounce around. So my friends, when you go forward and you think about news value, you think about word of mouth, and you think about the echo, build it into your plan. Make sure you've got PR, publicist, and you've got news value that you're building into your whole plan that you can then spin out and echo it all across the year. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer as your marketing insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net or send me an email at patrick at nowing.net. Go ahead, send him one right now. He's probably asleep, yeah. you see. And, and if you can't email him, he, he, just go ahead and post him on all those other uh, sites so that he can be spammed because he's very lonely right now. Right, Ray? He enjoys that. Sure he does. He does. Absolutely. It's uh, no comment. Uh, that's Patrick Meyer on the Advertising Show. Alex Ben Block again uh, with us again next week as we roll into the month of October, where uh, uh, we have a lot of great stuff uh, coming up for you as well, and all throughout the end of the year uh, here at theadvertisingshow.com. So Giorgio Armani uh, oh. is now involved with Samsung. They have agreed to develop new premium electronic products with the Italian luxury goods uh, supplier Giorgio Armani. Under the uh, business tie-up, the, uh, the two firms would jointly develop mobile phones, flat-screen televisions, and other electronic products. The Giorgio Armani Samsung Luxury Mobile, the first of the jointly developed product, will be unveiled during an Armani fashion show. Uh, it's, you may have seen it, too, as well. It's uh, apparently pretty cool. So The Armani phone. The Armani, the Armani phone. Hmm. Uh, actually, uh, 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 LG has already teamed this is nothing i didn't know this though but it says here lg electronics has teamed up with the italian luxury goods designer prada to develop a mobile phone as well so wow. this is like just not one little thing happening with the with that kind of a cool idea yeah kind of cool well and i'll keep an eye on your phone to see if you upgrade here so mine's an lg and i've got it until it dies yeah yeah well with what you paid for that you need to keep it that long yeah 19 bucks the uh, <laughs> FHM uh, wrapped, uh, got some uh, wrapping recently for running photos of a topless 14-year-old, Ray. Did you hear about this? You're kidding. No, it's a I'm lad magazine. Very raunchy reputation, of course. Uh, that's an that's a alleged ra- ra- raunchy reputation. Right. Uh, but apparently uh, FHM has come under fire recently for the, from the British press watchdog agency for publishing a picture of a topless 14-year-old girl, uh, and they claim that they did not know that the girl was 14 years old. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking I mentioned this on a show several weeks ago, and we got such a call for it, I needed to repeat it again just to keep everybody in line out there. (laughs) That line's not going to fly in a court of law. (laughs) No. Yeah, right. Yeah, we didn't know. morons? Yeah. Jeez. You believe it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to buck the system, man. We're going to do it, and I don't care what happens. (laughs) Oh, good, you're going to go to jail then. Yeah. Okay, because that's illegal. Right. That's called pornography, child porn. Exactly. Come on. By the way, bumped into Wally Snyder, the uh, president 
the American Ad Federation. The head honcho, the big guy at the yeah. American Ad Federation. Uh, Wally was here in Houston for a special event with the Houston Ad Federation, which is now called the American Advertising Federation of Houston. Okay? Is that it's right? It's got a brand new name. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So we saw Wally, and always good to see him as well. The advertising show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth is a Big Radio Midgets production. <laughs>